bring the 2020 baggage into 2021 like I realize I'm building upon 2021 so how do I not carry the baggage but how do what lessons have I learned in 2020 that I can bring into 2021 and how, how can I integrate those lessons into who I am and what God is doing so that I can actually move forward in 2021 uh, wiser stronger uh, more resilient gritty all these different things Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio, featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Each week, we share a conversation between Daniel and Billy, and sometimes a special guest will join in. A new year is well underway, but we're still all reeling from the hits we took in 2020. Pastor Daniel and Billy will be talking today about how to move forward with life and even grow from what you learned last year. It's a challenge and it will take some hard work, but 2021 is the best time to start fresh. Now here's Pastor Daniel and Billy with today's special edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Crazy Happy with me, Daniel Fusco, a podcast where we explore what does it look like to walk with true abiding happiness through the crazy world in which we live. As a pastor, as a as an author, as a podcaster, people always say, hey, hey Daniel, doesn't God want me to be happy? And I always answer it the same way. I say, absolutely. God is interested in human happiness. But I like to remind us that the places that we are apt to look for happiness left up to our own devices almost never get us there. And God has unexpected, surprising places where he wants us to find happiness and he points us towards it if we're willing to go there. So I'm super honored, humbled, and blessed that you would join us on the podcast today. Thank you for uh, subscribing to it, letting people know about it, posting it up about social media. We also are super appreciative when you write reviews about it, helps people find it, especially if your reviews are that you're crazy happy with the Crazy Happy Podcast. We also love, if you don't really like it so much, you don't have to tell anybody that you don't like it. You just, you know, my mom used to always say, Daniel, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. And so, you know, we've kind of lost that that piece of wisdom in our day and age, although no one dislikes the Crazy Happy Podcast. I mean, how can you dislike a podcast called Crazy Happy? Come on, people. So as always, I'm super stoked because I am joined by my good friend, Brilliant guy, author, dad, husband, media mogul, the master of the Twitterverse, investigative journalist. You know, there's a bunch of other things. He's a dog owner. I found out earlier today. Billy's a dog owner as well. Billy Hollowell. Billy, what's good, man? How you doing, buddy? Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I like that. I like that one. I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've called me brilliant before. I'm doing. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing, doing, well. I'm doing that. My goal is to be able to have you like where you have so many different nicknames and monikers and, and, and titles that at any time you're like, hey, you know, like this guy always says that I'm brilliant or this guy always says I'm the master of the Twitterverse or I'm a They're going to go on my resume. Like, bro, I'm your hype man. Resume. You realize this. Yeah. It's just going to be like, like Fusco's, you know, recommendation area. And it's just going to have a list of these things bullet pointed all the way down. 
We need people who are going to build. We got to build each other up, right? And I love what you were saying in the intro about we need, we've lost that wisdom of don't don't say the thing that is me. Like just if you don't have anything nice to say, just close your mouth. It's okay. Like you don't have to say it, right? I mean, I, I mean, we've lost. I mean, I, we all grew up hearing that kind of stuff. But like, I even I'm not to catch. I was like, you don't need to say that. Like, nobody needs to hear that right now. Just because I thought it doesn't mean that it actually has any, you know, <laughs> spiritually nutritional value to anybody. Oh yeah. Well, that and you know that's actually been a challenge for me because I've been trying and I fail. Like, I mean, you follow me on Twitter. I fail ten times a day, but I try. I keep if, if it's not going to be helpful, should I send it? Should I click? send, right? Or should I say it? And I used to be the kind of person I would just say whatever I wanted to say. And I never held back. And you know, you think when you're that kind of person, you're like, I'm so authentic and this is awesome. But everyone else is like enough. Like, I don't need to know what you think all the time. And so it's good advice. It's good advice for everybody to not do that. Praise God. I need that (laughs) advice too. You know, I always joke that growing up, there was there was no filter between like what I thought and what came out of my mouth. And then when I started walking with Jesus when I was in my early 20s, I was like, Lord, will you give me like that five second delay like they have on the TV stations to to bleep out anything or to, or to fuzzy out anything you're not supposed to see? And, and it's funny, like, you know, as a pastor, I preach three times most Sundays at Crossroads here in Vancouver, Washington, where I get the pleasure of being a pastor. But by the third service, the filter is kind of getting a little leaky. And every <laughs> once in a while, something comes out and you're like, oh, I don't think I was supposed to say that. How do you do three service? That's crazy. Three are, are you not exhausted by the time you finish that? I mean, that's a lot. Well, I'm not exhausted until after it's over. See, in a lot of ways, I'm a classic, like crazy extrovert. So like, so like I not only preach, but like I like to go hang out with the people in between services. Now, obviously with kind of COVID going on, it's a little wonky. I don't get my, like my people energy the way I would normally, because trying to be on like social distance and I'm like the least socially distant person I know, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I love hugging people and you know, I'm, I'm really tactile in that way. And so, but normally I'm just kind of just all hyped up and I have a million conversations and laughing and, and having fun. And then when it's all over, I'm like driving home and I'm like, Whoa. Like, like that was intense. Like that was intense. Like that was kind of crazy. But then, you know, then you, then you bounce back like everybody else. So you brought up COVID, obviously the crazy year that we've had. And so, you know, there's a lot of cancellation going on in the world. People are just canceling each other left and right. Is it, can we just cancel 2020? Like, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about so I'll be honest. Like, you know, like, let's like, cause you know, we want to talk today about, you know, uh, kind of moving into a new year, you know, let's just be honest. Like 2020 just was a dumpster fire. Like, oh, like, yeah. like, all sorts of things like the first quarter of the year, first two, three months, it was great. Or first two months, like it came out like the roaring twenties. It's going to be amazing. Talk about like, you know, expectations, killing relationships. It's like nobody thought 2020, then you have the pandemic and that's been going on all year. Then you have, you know, the, the social and the political unrest that's been going on. And then you have, you know, maybe the most divisive election in, in recent memory for maybe, maybe history. Or ever, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, so I'll be honest with you, even though we, our culture loves to cancel everything. Like I'm just so aware that like so much of happiness for me is learning how to integrate into my life going forward, things that were not what I wanted, because what happens for many of us is when we don't integrate the things that didn't go right in a positive and in a life giving way, we end up carrying that baggage with us. And so like, even as we're about to embark or we're embarking on the beginning of 2021, because 2020 has been so insane, it'd be so easy just to be like, man, it's all going down. Like it, like it's going to be <laughs> 3000 times worse. And, and that's like a classic example of not integrating the 
or properly grieving the losses or the the pain of yesterday. And then you're just carrying that baggage forward. And one of the things that I always love is like the Bible says that we should cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. And so like, I don't want to bring the 2020 baggage into 2021. Like I realize I'm building upon 2021. So how do I not carry the baggage, but how do, what lessons have I learned in 2020 that I can bring into 2021? And how, how can I integrate those lessons into who I am and what God is doing so that I can actually move forward in 2021, uh, wiser, stronger, uh, more resilient, gritty, all these different things. Well, you know, it's so crazy because as you're saying that, I'm thinking back to when this all started, right? And I'm thinking back to like March 13th or March 14th. And the reason I'm thinking back to that is because that was the day that I went to the grocery store. And I remember it. It was because I live in New York. So we were the first ones who got hit. So it was like, we're going to go to the grocery store and spend like $400 on food and then just stock it because we weren't sure if they were going to close down, like what was going to happen. And I remember from March through April, it was a blur because it was just so heavy and so many people were sick. And, you know, New York had tens of thousands of deaths, you know, like it was 32,000 deaths. And it was just, you knew people, it was a lot. And I think the whole country was feeling that though. Right. And so I thought, I think back to that and it's so easy to think of the whole year through that lens of, Oh, everything's different. We have to change everything we do. Can't go on vacation. Can't do like, a lot of these things, by the way, are first world problems because other people who have had COVID, I was just thinking the other day, man, like imagine being in a place in the world that doesn't have Amazon delivery or that doesn't have like Amazon kept us afloat in, in my house. Like we were ordering stuff every day. So my point is, though, that it's so easy to get stuck in that. But then I think through and I, by the way, I, I think I've told you this on this show. I have this weird psychological makeup where in high school I won like funniest, worst complainer and most superstitious. Okay. So those were my three, like, I don't know what kind of person that is, but, but, but here you, here I am. Um, so, you know, but, but I have a pension to complain. Like I, it's something I have to ask God to help me with all the time. Cause I fall back into that pattern of complaining. And I really felt for the first time, like I was complaining, but then I realized, man, I'm, I've got more work than I've ever had this year. I'm, I'm with my kids and my family in a really unique way that I've never been before. And I probably won't get to do again. Like there were so many other things I don't know what that was like for you. Like, did you find that too in, in that weird season? Well, yeah. And I mean, I think that's a huge thing as I'm looking at like this new year. It's really easy just to focus on what you don't have or what you lost as opposed to looking at what you got in the midst of it. And, and, and I think one of the things that Jesus is always doing in my heart is he's always reminding me that, you know, gratitude is an act of worship. You know, and and I think selfishness says this is all the stuff that I lost. And, and don't get me wrong. Lots of people lost lots of things. You know what I mean? Like, and like, so like people lost their jobs, people lost loved ones, you know, obviously, uh, you know, kind of like in the aftermath of, um, something tragic happening, you lose that sense of innocence, you know, like, so like, it's funny, like me and my wife, will, we will watch something like watch a movie and people will hug and be like, Oh, remember what it was like before COVID when you can actually like, Hey, good to see you and <laughs> give someone a big old hug and like, that's real. So there's a loss of kind of innocence that goes on. So I don't want to minimize the losses, but like what you're also talking about is that like, for those of us with, with kids, like I've gotten to spend so much great time with my kids, like extraordinary things, even, uh, just kind of working through the fact that like life looks different. And like, like as a pastor, I have so many people who appreciate, like I didn't realize how essential church is to my life, how much I need that time. And this was happening at a time when like church, 
attendance in most places was diminishing. People are going less and less. And now they're like, the church is essential and we need to be together. We need to worship together. And there's a new resurgence of, we love that. You know, when, when you start to look at like, hey, like schools, like people complain about their taxes, they complain about their teachers and then everyone becomes a teacher and they're like, we need the teachers. And your wife's a teacher. My yeah, sister's yeah. a teacher. You know, uh, my mom was an educator. And so like, you and have all these- them now. And everyone's yeah. like, man, the teachers are, we have to pay them more money, you know? And like, and so like- it, it does like all that's gone on does give us like a, you know, a perspective shift. I think even with some of what went on in, you know, in 2020 with discussions on racial reconciliation, it's like, these are necessary conversations to have, you yeah. know, and, and, and there are things that when you, when you look at it, you need to, we need to say, Hey, like, like anytime someone loses their life, as a Christian, God loves life. So I'm always grieved at the loss of life because God created us to live forever. And, and, and really Jesus came so that we would be able to live forever in a world that's full of death. And, and so like you have all these things. And when you realize like God's always on the side of taking an injustice and, and making it just, no matter what the area of injustice is, like our God is a just God. And his goal is for justice to cover the earth like the water covers the sea. And so in all these different things, there are things that we lost but there's also gifts that God wants to give us in the midst of all of these things. And, and so as I'm walking into 2021, I'm saying, Lord, I don't want to divorce 2021. Just be like, man, I just want like, cause like we were talking about this before we started recording everything. It's not like all of a sudden on, you know, when we sing all Lang Zion and, and, it's, and it's like, you know, January, all of a sudden, like, COVID's going to be gone and, you know, the divisions of our country is going to be gone. And like, you know, kind of everything will be rock solid and just, it's like, no, it's like all the stuff's still going on. But at least 2020 right. is over and we can be like, okay, well, that's over now. The but calendar like, flips, right? I mean, the, the calendar flips, I guess, because like in light of what you just said, though, I wanted to ask you because I think there's this expectation in talking to people. And I think it's the desperation that a lot of people have because of all the stuff that's gone on that like when the clock strikes midnight, it's like, you know, everything, it's like a reset button. And how do, how can you, because I feel like you are the crazy happy guy, right? Like this is what you do and you exude it because it, it comes from your, through your faith. And that's why I love, I love hearing you talk about it because it reminds me of when I have those moments of, you know, complaining, stop it. Like you've got an amazing life. Like we, we tend to focus sometimes on the, on the things that we don't have, but how do you help people with our mindset. So knowing that we're not going to just hit this reset, but knowing that we're going to enter in and these things are still going to be with us, but yet the energy that we feel at the new year, right? Like everyone's going to lose weight. They're going to do like every time January 1st comes, it's like we're, we're hitting our own reset buttons in our minds at least. So how can we like leverage that energy that we feel with that while at the same time keeping in mind like, hey, these things aren't going to go away. Like what's your advice for people? Yeah. So I always tell people that, you know, I don't think it's wrong at all to set goals in the new year. There is something psychological about the, there's a new year, it's a new you, but it's really the old you, but like with, <laughs> with new things that you're trying to get at. And so I've always been a big, like, I like setting goals. I love using different seasons to do those goals in. And so like, I, I'm never like, oh man, don't set some goals. Like, so like, if you're like, man, I, like I gained the COVID 20 and you're like, you know, I'm going to lose the, the post COVID 2021, you know, like then like you got to make a plan. Like there's that old saying, like if you, if you fail to plan, you, you plan to fail and, and whatever you're doing to gain weight, if you keep doing it, you're just gonna keep gaining more weight. And so like, for you me, know, it's and, candy. It's candy. I'll admit it. I love, I've been eating candy. What's your candy I, choice, Billy? Oh my gosh. Anything. Like I'm not even, I'm not kidding you. I mean, the only thing that I'll kind of cringe at before I eat it is something that had like chocolate that has a nut in it of some kind. Cause I'm like, why did you do that? Like, why did you even go and ruin it? But like, I have been 
I, I'm going to be like a diabetic by the time this ends because I just, I want to eat candy all the time. But I mean, I already like weight is a thing for me that I got to constantly work on. So I'm on my Peloton now. Like I got to be, and I got to be better about that. Like I did it last night and the night before. Like, so I know tw- going into 2021, I got to cut the candy a little bit, but I love it. So this is what I want to say. If you want to make me crazy happy, I want a video of you rocking the Peloton. I'll give you a, oh my gosh. Like, that would make me feel like, it's ridiculous. The headband on. Like, oh, just it's like, ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. And I look ridiculous. <laughs> and the worst part is, you know, for anybody who has a Peloton, there's a camera on it and it serves no purpose. Like until recently there was no, but I feel like they're watching me at the Peloton studio and laughing. Cause you know, like you're suffering and you have the look of death on your face. But you're crazy happy because you're going into 2021 and you know it's coming. But yeah, it's I will send you a video so you can laugh. Well, so but there's a reality to this because like all the research shows psychologically and by and because of our biochemistry, like when you hit the Peloton, you're gonna be happier when it's over. Oh yeah. Because all the endorphins and you know, the, you know, the brain chemistry changes. So like, yeah, like like so when you're when you're looking at a new year and people are like, Man, I'm gonna watch what I eat, like, let's just be honest. Like, I love candy too. But do you ever feel as happy after you eat the candy, like, you know, when your sugar no. crashes like 35 no. minutes later? No, I'm not against candy. It. Yeah, Just it's like, it's like it. yeah, you get the sugar rush. It gives you a little bit of a, you know, a biological boost. You know, it's, it's you know, comfort eating. We all do. I mean, I'm Italian. So like, like food is, is a love language. Same in for me. Every way. Yeah. Same for me. So I'm like, Italian too. I love it. You have that stuff, but then you have the crash after it. And I think that's the thing that, that I love so much about who Jesus is. Because Jesus is like, look, I don't want you to focus on the temporary fixes. He's like, I want you to focus on the big fixes. And so for me, like with working out, I realized that it may not be fun when I'm doing it, but I feel great after it, you yep. know, like, and, and for a long stretch of time. So it's like, okay, so that's something that I want to be able to do in the new year. And so I always tell people that leveraging the new year to make positive changes in your life, it's an awesome thing. Like we always see it with it at church that we know that after the summertime, there's a big influx of people who have gotten out of the rhythm of being part of a, of a faith community. They come back in September because they've been busy for the summer, especially where I live in the Pacific Northwest, because it doesn't rain for four straight months, but then it rains for the other eight months. And so like when the sun is out, it's like sun's out, guns out. Like we're, we're going to be outside because we're not going to do it for eight more months, but they come back in September and, and, and they, they've missed it because they've been away. Same thing. A new year hits, you know, they have, you know, Christmas happens like, man, I need to get this part of my life back together. And so people find their ways back. But I think saying yes to those invitations to be a better version of you is that's like what God is always doing. Jesus is always inviting us saying, look, there's things we got to work on. There's things that there's different decisions you have to make. And so I always encourage people like say yes to those invitations, like us being physically healthy is good because the Bible says that, you know, physical exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable in all things. That's in Paul's letter to Timothy. So it's like, it, it does profit. So like, we want to do that. Like if you're like, Hey, listen, in this new year after the holidays or whatever, I really need to get my finances in order. Like, yeah, like the Bible teaches that money is an outlet of spiritual power. And one of the greatest areas of anxiety in people's lives is money. So it's like, oh, yeah. you know, dealing oh, yeah. with debt or, or having enough reserves or being like, Hey, I need to start, you know, preparing for my future. You know, those steps are, are very, very important. And what I have found is that there is great joy on doing the, the hard work of trying to make life better. And I believe that Jesus by his spirit meets us on the step of faith. We're like, I'm going to make these changes. Uh, he meets us there and then he kind of enlivens us and energizes us by his spirit to walk in those things. And they're not always easy. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not. And I think that 
That's so important. And I, I am not, I don't call them new year's resolutions, right? For me, but I, but I set them, I set the goals. Cause it's like, you know, and, and honestly, I've been very successful with a lot of them. I tend to be like a yo-yo or like I'll lose weight. I'll be like really in shape. And then I find candy again and COVID happens. And then I like, you know, and then I got, and then I know, okay, I'm going to eat those Christmas cookies throughout December. And then I'm going to hop back in the saddle again. And so for me, it's good to set those goals. But I think everything you're saying spiritually is so true. We, I think we tend to separate out the spiritual and the physical, you know, and, and even like the mental, like all of, we're a whole package, right? And it all kind of comes together and God wants the best for us. Uh, but we have to put that effort in, I think too. And so part of that is like putting down the Pez or whatever I'm eating. And, you know, like, and part of it is getting more, is getting more active. And I think, I think for a lot of us, like we don't know what 2021 is going to hold either. And there's a lot of people who are really anxious about that. There's a lot of fear, people who haven't been working in eight months, you know, going into a new year without a job. Um, I know, I know people who are suffering with that. I think, you know, keeping that reliance on God and maybe people are listening and they don't have that right now. They're not sure how to find that. So where do we start if we find ourselves, even if we're very solid Christians, but we're just overtaken with fear, like what's that path forward on that front? Because that's kind of another issue that I think people are grappling with right now. Yeah, I mean, I think the the starting place, it's really the starting place and the ending place is abiding in Jesus. Because, you know, listen, so like the Bible is full of examples where someone has their eyes on the circumstances instead of on the Lord. And when you have your eyes on the circumstances, you're going to be afraid. So the, the, the story of the disciples on, on the Sea of Galilee and, and, and the storm raises up and Jesus is sleeping in the boat, but they're looking at the storm and they're freaked out. And then finally they wake up Jesus like, dude, Lord, we're perishing. And Jesus just stands up and says, peace be still. And the storm calms and they're just like, what is going on with this guy, Jesus? You know. And I always like to say that like the, the storms of life teach us two things. One, that we have a tendency to be faithless. And two, that Jesus is real and he's super faithful and he's got power over everything. And so like when I look at 2020, what have I learned about myself? One, that I'm faithless. I get nervous very quickly when I'm looking at the circumstances, I get freaked out. But also the fact that God is faithful, because guess what? If you're listening to this podcast, you're still here. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe you have less money in your bank account. Maybe you need to find a new job and, and maybe you've lost somebody to COVID or, or maybe there's been division in your family over the election or, or, you know, whatever the things are like, those are real, but yet you're still here. And because you're still here, God's not finished yet. Like I always tell people like, listen, God ain't done with you yet. If you're still here, God's not done with you yet. Like if you have breath in your lungs, God's still doing a work. We're all in process. And so mm. for me, it's about when I find myself walking in fear, it's, it's the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. And so really what that means is that when I'm, when I'm abiding in Jesus and my eyes are on the Lord, then God's perfect love rises me out of my concern about the future. Cause I know that the future is in his hands. It raises me up out of the fear of how is this all going to work out? Because I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know the Lord does. And I know my Bible says that all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who call according to his purpose. So I trust that promise. And uh, my fear about the mistakes I've made in the past, I know that I've entrusted my past into the finished work of Jesus. And so in whether it's my past, my present or my future, when I get my eyes off of those things and I put them on the Lord in the context of those things, now all of a sudden I have freedom. Jesus is Is it even possible to be happy after the crazy hardness of 2020? Well, today, Pastor Daniel and Billy Halloway shared some important truths about choosing how you'll respond to all that's happened. You don't have to let what happened in the past dictate how you walk through your future. 
They shared that you can make choices that will usher in a true, sustaining happiness instead of only going after that which gives you fleeting good feelings. So, while things have been hard, you can move forward with joy and hope. While our time with you on Jesus is Real Radio may be coming to an end, you don't have to stop learning from God. Visit JesusIsRealRadio.com to dive into Pastor Daniel's teachings from the Bible. And be sure to tune in Monday through Thursday for our weekday edition of Jesus is Real. We'd love to meet you too. Find out more about how you can join us at Crossroads Community Church when you visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. Join us next Friday when Pastor Daniel and Billy continue to unpack how to move forward with happiness and hope. You'll be invited to consider how God has been faithful to you even during the difficulties of the last year. They'll also encourage you to reach out to the people in your life and not let disagreements get in the way. Well, that's all the time we have for this special Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast with Daniel Fusco. And be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.